We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage Ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 feet. Sees a whole burst to it. 20. Right steps to tackle. Runs left. 25 still on his feet. 46-yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker. A high school quarterback. He's got a throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones needs a tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo. I'm on my lonesome tonight, but I am not without guests, not without some party favors. Well, I'm not sure about party favors, but you know what I mean. Right? You know we're actually going to be talking about a Rams Bucks today. Before we do, I want to remind you that Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Rams Talk Radio and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. All right. So on the show today, J.C. Allen from the Pewter Report covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also, it's just going to be me tonight. Mike's working. Everybody else is working. So you just got me. Just got poor me. All right. I want to get three keys for the game this week. Three. First one, right away. The most important one. We all know what it is. Protect. Matt Stafford, which the Mr. Rams offensive line has done a good job of thus far. Actually, a very good job thus far protecting him. Biggest key thing. What we're going to see talking to J.C. Allen are these two teams mirror each other a lot. They have a lot of the same strengths, a lot of the same weaknesses, a lot of the same concerns. It's going to come down to the trenches, in my view. Most importantly, who gets to the quarterback. The Rams cannot continue to do what they've done defensively, giving quarterbacks time to get the football out. They have to get to Tom Brady early, have to get to him often, and that's going to be tough to do. Matt Stafford, on the other hand, 
They got to protect him. They got to give him time. Give this offense some time on the field. They have not won the time position battle yet. So first things first, protect Matt Stafford. Number two, number two, I just mentioned it. Get to Brady. JC and I talk about this. Tom Brady looks young. He looks primed. A couple of years ago, I was on this show talking about how Tom Brady looks slower. How he was starting to regress. And I wasn't making it up. Matter of fact, we saw it on film. We saw his response times lower. We saw him struggling. Awkwardness. More awkwardness with age. And he seems to have found this fountain of youth. This reinvigoration being in Tampa Bay. Getting out from under Bill Belichick. Well, I got to tell you straight up. He looks great. He's moving decently for his age. He's got a lot of great players around him. They got to get to him. They got to get to him. Aaron Dalton crew have to get to Tom Brady. Why? Because even without, even without Antonio Brown, this offense is lit. They are fire. They have talent everywhere. Even the even the running backs aren't doing well yet. We know they can be. Okay, so the Rams have to get to him early, make him uncomfortable, keep him out of rhythm. Most important thing. And he's Tom Brady. It's hard to do. That's nearly impossible to do. But they have to just enough, just enough for the Rams to get away with this. I'm not saying the Rams are going to shut him down. I don't. I think Tampa Bay's offense is just too good to shut down. They're just man. They're they're fantastic skill wise. They're going to have to outscore him. Can the Rams defense do just enough? Get to him just enough to throw him off his game. Third thing. Third thing. Stop the run. The front seven must tackle. They must tackle. Absolutely have to. Tampa Bay has struggled in the running game, but teams have run well on the Rams. Maybe not in sheer number of carries, but when they are getting the football, they're running and they're able to find space. They're able to help. They're tr- they often have been able to do the whole death by paper cut routine with, with the Rams defense this far. Dink and dunk stuff, short runs, five, six yard runs, five, six yard passes, the occasional 10 yard pass, and they just hold on the football going down the field. If the Rams can simply shore up, get some better pursuit angles, most importantly, Wrap people up. They are missing so many tackles right now. It's hard to really assess anything else about this Rams defense because if they would just tackle better, they'd be a lot better off. Earlier this week, we saw a couple people put out numbers. You know, first two games last year, yards allowed, and so on and so forth. The numbers compare well to last year. It's not the yardage given up. It's not the sacks. It's not the interceptions. It's not anything like that. It's how teams are moving the football on the Rams. And it's the same game plan that teams use against them. First, the Packers game, the Bears game, and the Colts game. And it it works reasonably well. Keep the Rams offense off the field, wear down the defense with short passes, short, you know, short medical runs, nothing too risky. Take up the defense will give them. The Rams struggle get pass rush and have not really Done a great job, I think, of being consistent, very inconsistent pass rush. And a lot of it's because the quarterbacks are getting the ball out quickly. The Rams must adjust. They have not shown they can fully stop this. And quite frankly, if the Bears or the Colts had the tied talent level that the Bucks have, we may have seen different results in these last two weeks. 
So that front seven must shore up. Just tackle. If they just tackled, pursue, wrap up, get on the ground, this defense is 10 times better. 10 times better. All right, folks. So before we move on, I want to talk again with you about Tick Pick. Rams football is finally back. Okay, and there's no need to exhaust yourself looking all over the internet to find Rams tickets anymore. That's because Tick Pick, that's T I C K P I C K, is your original no fee ticket site. And the only one you'll ever need as your go to for all NFL tickets. Tick Pick got rid of all those awful service fees that all the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, Tick Pick will give you 110% in the purchase price. One more time to say it. 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Listen, this Sunday's game is it. Rams, Bucks, in SoFi. This is it. This is a dream game for, for many of us this year. Two teams with a storied history against each other in a big game, a big early season game. And Tick Pick has you covered. So go get your tickets. Visit TickPick.com slash RTR today. Use the promo code RTR and save $10 on your first order of Rams tickets. Let me say it one more time. TickPick.com slash RTR. Use the promo code RTR. You're going to save $10 on your first order. Also, Hey, come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can learn the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact in the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, and you win a share of the pool. Use the promo code TALKRAMS when you sign up at Threat Fantasy today and you get yourself a sweet deal. For this weekend, new users deposit $10 and get one free $50,000 Sunday ticket. Deposit $50, get two free Sunday tickets. Plus, as always, the 100% instant match up to $100. So there you go. You have a lot of great reasons to join up. We have a lot of great offers for you for Thrive Fantasy, so go check it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, here we go. J.C. Allen from the Pewter Report. Check it out. 
All right, folks, I'm here with J.C. Allen from the Pewter Report. Covers the Bucks there. J.C., how you doing, man? I'm doing great. How, how are we doing tonight? I'm living the freaking dream. 2-0 with a massive, massive game coming up this weekend. A test, an early test for both teams. I'm, I'm stoked, nervous, stoked, nervous. Did I say nervous? I, I think you did a, a few oh, times. <laughs> yes, yes. And so, you know, excited for it. And, and there's a lot of history here, too. There's a lot of history between the Rams and the Bucks. Come playoff time, come big games. There's, there have been many a, a big games over the years, including last year, including uh, the, the post-Super Bowl year in 2000. I mean, there have been so many great ones and so many shocking ones. There were a couple of years ago when the Bucks came out to L.A. and put up 55, which yeah. stunned all of us at the time. Uh, we knew the Bucks were getting better. We knew there was talent there. Didn't know they were going to put 55 up on us. And so, you know, th- this, this matchup here is one of those, in my view, kind of hidden rivalries because you're not divisional. But when, when these two teams are good, they oftentimes meet each other. And they put some great games on for us. So I'm excited. I'm not sure how you feel about that. I'm not sure how you see the history. That's how I see it over here. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you look at these these two teams have faced. This will be the third year in a row that they've gone against each other. Same thing with the New York Giants. And it, it seems like they're always, uh, you know, getting those matchups, finishing in the same spots in the divisional standings more often than not, and really meeting up with each other. So yeah, it's it's kind of like a lot rivalry. I know a lot of Bucks fans here. We'll never forget that, you know, Kurt Warner in that 99 year. Um, I, so I know that lingers a lot on their minds. But And then last year, you know, um, I thought that was a winnable game for the Bucks. You know, the better team came out on top. Uh, but, you know, the year prior to, as you mentioned, the 55-burger out there in L.A., it's going to be interesting. This is also Tom Brady's first trip to L.A. Uh, he's never played in, in Los Angeles in his career. So I think that's kind of interesting. But. Uh, it's a good matchup. I really, as you mentioned, a, a really early test for two of what appears to be the top teams in the NFC. Uh, obviously, Matt Stafford has already turned the, the page around. Uh, watching that game last night, watching Jared Goff, you 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 saw the interception, and the first thing I said was, "Up, oh, that's the Jared Goff I know." But you know, only one pick for Stafford so far through these two games, five touchdowns. He's looked pretty good, and uh, Sean McVay signed himself a quarterback. So. Uh, it's going to be a very tough matchup. Very interesting, obviously, cross-country trip for the Bucs. So uh, that plays right into the hands of the Rams. And the Bucs right now are averaging close to to 40 points a game after these first two weeks. Uh, How has last year's Super Bowl winning team carried over this year? Are you seeing any things that concern you? Are you seeing things that say, okay, this this is a finely tuned machine? Super Bowl bound, we're going to repeat this bad boy. How do you view them right now for two weeks? A little bit of both. I think there's. I think the complacency is gone. They're, they're not resting on their laurels, say we won the Super Bowl. So I don't think a necessary Super Bowl hangover or anything like that. Traditionally, through the past few years, we've seen defenses start a little bit slower, and that's not said for all defenses, but it appears to be this Bucks defense uh, has started off a little bit slower, especially you know with the rushes they have getting after the quarterback. The pressures are up there and one of the top teams in the league getting pressures, but haven't been able to finish. And the cornerbacks, obviously, Sean Murphy Bunting went down. Carlton Davis popped up on the injury report late Friday with a hamstring. Jamel Dean left the, the game for a few plays. They just got Jordan Whitehead back. So on the defensive side of the ball, I think there's still pieces. And, and Devin White, who's been widely renowned as, you know, at least a top five or emerging top five 
uh, off-ball linebacker. He's had some struggles with tackling and other issues. So as far as the defense is concerned, there needs there's definitely some work. They need to definitely get after the quarterback a little bit better, finish uh, with those sacks and, and force fumbles, strip sacks. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's, it's really all eyes on the secondary. And while they're a maturing group, they've been together now for, you know, three years, four years in some instances, except for Antoine Winfield Jr., who was a rookie last year, but he's already one of the top safeties in the game, if you ask me. Um, it, it's coming together and being able to communicate and <laughs> firepower they're getting. I mean, you open the season with the trio the Cowboys have. Now you're open the season with this trio. And I, I say trio because Van Jefferson scored on him last year. We obviously saw what he did in week one. Uh, he's no guy to sleep on at all. Uh, so it, it's another big test. And without one of your top cornerbacks, they, they've signed a few guys to the practice squad. Um, but that's where I'm looking at defensively. Offensively, it's the rushing game. And I know you can relate with me there over in L.A. The running game is just not coming together as quickly or as soundly as one would prefer. Uh, you have Rojo and Leonard Fournette kind of splitting carries, splitting series until one of them gets going. And when I say get going, I mean, you know, not make a turnover, you know, get average 40 yards a game, if that. Um, they haven't got Giovanni Bernard the ball, which is which is interesting because, uh, especially on third downs, they, they had 12 third downs and they only gave it to him on six of those third downs, which was very interesting. So I'm thinking... You know, Giovanni Bernard needs to be more of a factor. But as far as the outside weapons, we saw week one, you had, you know, Godwin and Brown and, and Gronk go off. Week two, you have Gronk and, and Evans and Godwin. And so, I mean, at wide receiver, it's an, it's it's kind of like what you guys are dealing with there with your wide receiving core. Pick your poison. Obviously, we know Jalen Ramsey's probably going to line up on Mike Evans. And same thing can be said about Carlton Davis on Robert Woods. But after that, you need stellar you know, cornerback safety play from the rest of your guys because Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson can beat you in multiple ways. Same thing can be said for, for Godwin and, and Antonio Brown. So, you know, it just needs to be more consistent, I think. Um, but otherwise, I, I think this team has a real shot at, at repeating. And the, the, the biggest threat to them is standing in their way right here week three. You really think it's the Rams. Of all the teams in the NFC, you think the Rams are the biggest threat to them. Why? I, I do. Um, if you look at the, the for the reasons I just listed the, on both sides of the ball, Rams got a really good defense. Um, there's some underrated parts there that pe- everyone obviously gravitates to Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but you, you guys have a bevy of players on that who are real playmakers who can step up and, and make plays for you. And then the offense is, you know, obviously running game is something that the Rams is trying to get working. Uh, Daryl Henderson Jr. now dealing with an injury. Sonny Michelle was traded for. Cam Akers was one of my favorite coming out of the draft. I was so upset that you guys stole him there in the second round, but I, I look at complete teams in the NFC and, you know, looking around, maybe you can make a case for the 49ers, but they're, they have just been so banged up over the years and they already lost their running back for the year. You know, I need to see health out of them. And, and then Green Bay, I just, you know, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and he's going to do MVP type things. But, you know, when you only have Devontae Adams, you saw how that happened last year. You know, you shut down that guy, make, all right, beat me with Randall Cobb and Robert Tunyon. Uh, and, you know, if because both of these teams are pretty good at stopping the run, you slow down Aaron Jones and you make them pretty one-sided. And I don't think their defense has improved anywhere near where it, where it could have been. So, yeah, I mean, it's the Rams. Yeah. I mean, don't forget, the, the Rams lost Cam Akers, so they're relying on Daryl Henderson. Henderson got hurt last time out. Sony Michelle, though, came yeah. in and, and did very well. It established himself really quickly in that Rams offense. That's a good sign. So, 
we'll see how things go out go out this weekend. I'm looking at the Bucks and I'm thinking, is there a Super Bowl hangover? It doesn't seem like it. Does does you know a lot of teams come off a Super Bowl win or a loss for that matter, and they're just not right coming out the gate. And the Bucks win dramatically in Week One. They win pretty dominantly last week. I just look at this game going, wow. I mean, this is this is the early test of the Rams. This is the early test for them. And I'm I'm actually encouraged to see you feel the same way across the board. I do wonder a little bit about Tom Brady, and it's, it's for me it's changed. You know, going back and you know, kind of the last couple of years he was in New England, he looked like he was aging. He looked slower. His reaction times looked slower. He he didn't see the ball out as well as he was getting up there. And all of a sudden, he goes to Tampa Bay. It has a couple rough games here and there, but overall, he's freaking Tom Brady. He's doing he's tearing it up, <laughs> yeah. winning a Super Bowl. I mean. Has this move to Tampa Bay been as much a reinvigoration for his career as it seems to have been? Absolutely, and I'll tell you one thing too. I moved down. I'm originally from the New England area, right outside Boston. So I've grown up my entire life watching Tom Brady. So I moved down to Tampa a year before he came down here, and my first time uh, out covering for the because I was with a different organization covering the Bucks out at training camp. I saw him throw the ball. And my draw dropped. I was like, where has this zip came from? Where did this velocity? Uh, you mentioned the word. I mean, there's another word for it. Reinvigorated. I mean, he. you can tell that he, it, everyone wants to make the case about New England not being a fun place. But, I mean, winning's fun, all right? I mean, it might be a little bit stricter. Obviously, Rob Gronkowski is the first one that will that will take jokes there. But, you know, I don't necessarily think that was part of the problem. I think it's just. It was a new challenge for Tom, you know, and, and he's tried to reinvent himself over the years, even being in New England. But whether it be commercials or whether it be the TV 12 uh, method or whether it be, you know, him being in movies or whatever he's done, he's tried to kind of reinvent his brand, his image. And coming down here, I think, was a huge part of that and allowed him. Obviously, B.A. allows him to be a little bit more looser, a little bit more uh, himself. Um, but the team, too, I mean, you're coming into a team that's overall pretty young. Uh, so he's 44. A lot of these players, especially the young rookies, were literally children or not born when mm-hmm. he started playing, you know, in the NFL. And if you want to include college, they definitely weren't born. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's given him this new energy, this new source. And plus, let me tell you something. I live in those those freezing cold New England winters. There's nothing like a nice, you know. 70 degree winter down here in Tampa. So it's definitely but, played a part. Yeah, and I also think looking at what the talent New England had, it, I mean, hindsight being 2020, last couple, you know, his last couple of years there, the, the Bucs offensively have everybody in a bag of chips offensively. They, they got speed, they got class receivers. I mean, you got good enough running backs. And I mean, looking back at the talent that he had in New England last couple of years, I mean, your guy was. Julian Edelman, that was your he guy. Was injured, he was injured hurt. a lot of the time. I mean that, but that was your guy. You rely on, yeah. and the 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 Patriots, did, in my view, did a really poor job of replenishing talent around him. Couldn't find the right guy, and so I think that plays a role too. But it's been really impressive to see how well things completely changed for, for Brady once he got down there and was playing in Tampa. Do you see any signs at that age now? Or is all those signs completely gone now that he's been like, you know, juiced on Tampa Bay juice? <laughs> no, I mean, that's a, thing. that's a crazy thing, right? I mean, he's the league leader right now in touchdowns uh, with nine, and he shows no signs of slowing down at all. 
The guy played and won a Super Bowl on a torn MCL last year, which is just still mind-boggling at the age of 43 that he could done he could have done that the entire year um, and not have it affect him to the, the tune of 50s total throw, uh, passing touchdowns, including the playoffs. So mm-hmm. uh, I I haven't seen any signs of him slowing down, and I think it, uh, you know just the opposite. You know, their stat came out recently that Tom Brady with 13 more touchdown passes will have thrown more touchdown passes in his 40s than he did in his 20s. I mean, there's just, you know, it doesn't seem like he's, you know, to use Max Kellerman's words, falling off a cliff anytime soon. And I know his goal was 45 and he signed through next year. But but if he really wanted to play longer and he can continue, I mean, because let's, I mean, if he's going to get 50 touchdowns this year, what's the fall off? 32? You know, what's the fall off? 28? (laughs) A, a spectacular game manager throwing 28 touchdowns and nine interceptions and getting your team to the playoffs. I mean, that's not terrible. I mean, that's Brian Tannehill pretty much, you know. So uh, I, I just don't, I don't see any signs of slowing, and I don't see any signs of him giving it up as long as Giselle let him play. I think he could play past 45. Now, looking at the 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 current Bucks offense, and then looking across the board at what the Rams have to offer. What advantages do the Bucks have against these Rams, and what disadvantages do they have? Well, running game is obviously, you know, um, one of them on the defensive side. you you got one of the best defenses against the run the past three, four years. So I think it's going to be a tough day for Sony and a tough day for Daryl Henderson Jr. If he, if he gets to go, I know he's a little banged up um, running the ball. So it's really going to be, you know, passing the ball. And I think that's where... For the Rams, it's going to work into their advantage with the injuries the Bucks are playing. Um, you know, you're missing Sean Murphy Bunting again. I just wrote about this. We're not sure. I just literally put my my you know Rams player to watch, Cooper Cup. He's mm-hmm. the guy to watch. He tore this team up last year to the tune of 11 catches, 145 yards. The only thing he didn't do is score a touchdown, 13 something yards per catch, and not only that, he had three really big third down conversions to, to help win this game. And that's where I'm looking. I think Carlton Davis can do a pretty decent job on Robert Woods. Obviously, he's going to eat, mm-hmm. too, especially because you don't have Jared off there. You have Matt Stafford, who um, you know is, is everything Sean McVay has wanted in a quarterback. So as long as he stays healthy. So I, I, I think Cooper defense with Jamel Dean, uh, maybe Ross Cockrell, Mike Edwards out there. So I think that's where this, this you know, Rams team is going to have to really look to attack is I don't, you know, that, that second – that second level linebacking core. I think you don't want to touch those. I think you want to target that second and third cornerback, the Bucks with with Cup and Van Jefferson. Maybe try to move Robert Woods and get him some favorable matchups too. Um, as far as the Bucks, it's going to be the same thing. Uh, you know, Mike Evans is probably going to be clamped by by Jalen Ramsey the entire game. So uh, the key for the Buccaneers though is they have a weapon that the Rams don't, and that's Rob Gronkowski. So uh, being able to use him and attack those safeties and middle linebackers. Um, and outside linebackers for for the uh, Rams is going to be key. Uh, also, getting guys like Antonio Brown and Godwin involved against that, those second and third cornerbacks. It's going to be. I think it's going to be a passing game. I really don't see the Bucks being able to to get the the round game going um, as they would like with Fournette and and Rojo. But at high scoring, yeah, probably. But watch it be a defensive battle <laughs> and not really yeah, score right, that many yeah. points. But I just think both both of these offenses are going to be able to 
move the ball on these second and third cornerbacks for e- for each respective team with the caliper of weapons they have. At the end of the day, I just think you know, in, in Tom, you just got to trust that he'll make the right place to, to get you in a position to win. And you know, for counting on kickers here. Buccaneers know firsthand Matt Gay can lose you a game single-handedly. And uh, Ryan Suckman's been nothing but consistent for them. So it's it, the matchups for me is really for both teams is, is, is through the air and, and attacking those weak spots in the secondary. So I, if I flip it around and ask you about the Rams, the, the Rams defense against the Bucks offense, you're, you know, that's, it's vice versa for you. Those things are all there. It's the same kind of game plan. It seems to me, as we're talking, these teams mirror each other in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at what Aaron Donald, obviously, you know, probably a top five player, definitely probably the best defensive player in the league, but he's he struggled to have success against this Bucks team. Last year, he got blamed in the stat. You know, he did obviously make his presence felt, you know, double double teams and, and getting some pressures, but, you know, it, it wasn't a lot. So if the Bucks can take him away and, and say, hey, beat us with everybody else, um, I have confidence in their offensive line. I think that the Bucks might be able to get home a little bit more um, on Matt Stafford with with the offensive line the Rams have. Although I still think it's a pretty good offensive line. I just if we're comparing offensive lines in, in front sevens, I think I, I give that nod to the Bucks. Um, mm-hmm. And you know Bowles is going to be creative and try to get some blitzes out there. The, the, the team has has blitzed the most in the entire league through. Weeks, so I think he'll have some wrinkles. Obviously, trying to get Joe Tryon Shoinka involved as well. Almost had his first sack of Vita Vea didn't tackle yeah. him when he was going for Matt Ryan. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, getting pressure up the middle disrupts Tom Brady every quarterback, but especially Tom Brady with his poise to make those slight adjustments in the pocket and not really, you know. Although he did throw a bootleg touchdown to Gronk last week, that's not <laughs> what he's known for. So, um, but it's gonna. I, I have faith that. The uh, the offensive line for the Bucks will be able to kind of duplicate what they did against Donald. Now Donald might get free a few times, might get a sack, uh, he, he you know get some pressures or whatnot, maybe get his hands up and bat a pass down. But I have confidence in this Bucks O line, especially in the interior, to be able to uh, to hold him in check for the most part. So so go ahead and make the call. Go go ahead and make the call. What's your final score for this game? Make the but just for for craps and giggles, make a prediction. Let's go. Let's go thirty-four to twenty-eight bucks. You're on thirty-four twenty-eight bucks. There's gonna be touchdown scored. There's <laughs> no, not even no. Thirty-four thirty-one. Thirty-four thirty-one. So you're going three point. You're going. This is going down the wire. Yeah. Wow. All right. I think I think it does. I mean, you look at the rest of the Bucks game so far this season. That Dallas game came literally down to the wire. And it, it, with without those two big picks, that that game's a lot closer with the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. And like you said, these teams kind of marry each other. So I mean, I see them having success in similar ways against each other uh, this week. And it might come down to to the leg of a kicker. And at that point, give me suck up over Matt Gay. And you know, <laughs> I mean, I have you know Matt Gay's been phenomenal for us. I know he has, and Bucks fans have been furious about it. <laughs> They've been I mean, furious every time we have a kicker. The Matt Bryan, anyone who comes here and leaves, you know, they do phenomenal uh, for the most part. Afterwards, they've been furious about that. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Let us know where, where folks can find you online, find your work, and then you can read up all up on your Bucks Rams stuff leading up to the game. 
Yeah, so uh, follow us at PeterReport.com if you want any more insight. Because I think it's great to learn more about the teams you're facing and about NFL in general. If you're a real NFL fan, you want to know as much about the league as you can. So PeterReport.com, we have all of our uh, content there leading up. Like I said, we're doing we're just putting out a roundtable, like literally the next like two minutes um, about, you know, what players to watch for this Rams team. Uh, Peter Report on Twitter as well. And you can find me at J.C. Allen, NFL, A-L-L-E-N, uh, J.C. Allen, NFL at Twitter. And all my work's on Peter Report. So I appreciate you guys having me on. It's going to be a great game. Looking forward to this one. And I think this could be a potential uh, first game of the year for these two teams. Well, I was thinking just, you know, watch. You'll be on again here later this year when these two teams meet in the playoffs if things go the way we all think they're going to go. So, yeah, you know, thanks again so much for coming on. And let's hope we're talking again later this season. Absolutely. I I think we will. I think we will. I would be lying to you if I felt good about this game. I don't. This is the defending Super Bowl champions are playing well. JC talks about a lot of good things. He thinks he'll be close. He's calling the Bucs to win. I know. So you guys are thinking, well, he's being negative, Nancy. Listen, I just didn't like what we saw from the defense the first two games. I know the numbers look fine. And that's okay. I mean, they didn't give up a whole lot of yardage. They just give up a lot of time. That's the important thing I want to note. They give up a lot of time. Teams like the Bucs will eat that kind of thing up. But it's at home. The Bucs have been reeling a little bit this week with COVID in their camp. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be close. Can they beat Tom Brady? Can Matt Stafford beat Tom Brady? I'm not sure he ever has, has he? Probably not. You know what? I'm going to show them faith in the team here. I'm going to go Rams 34, Bucks 27, last minute touchdown, win the game. Maybe I'm wrong, but let's put a little bit of faith in the home team. All right, you can follow us on Twitter. At Talk Rams, follow me on Twitter at DC Paul. We're also on Facebook with the, with the Rams Talk Room group. Also, the Rams Talk page. And until next time, we'll see you Sunday night. Have a great one. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.